Well, before we get into the show proper, I do want to <laughs> reveal another <laughs> great headline without much story behind it, and it is... Big E once set up a dating profile using a picture of a topless Arn Anderson ironing a shirt in the backstage area. <laughs> Arn said, I'm certain it went viral, which means that Big E is now responsible for making them ladies miserable because they got turned down. I'm married. So he just threw me out his bait and no cigar. However, ladies, if you do... If you need a spine buster, I I love Art Anderson sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host. <laughs> Arn Anderson, topless ironing his shirt, Scotty Moore. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm the good guy, Blake. I'm just a good, good guy. I am, uh, I am Tully Blanch- Blanchard's uh, jazzer size outfit, the Dylan. <laughs> Jesus, I got uh, that was almost my baby face of the week because it's, it's just watching pieces of shit I've wanted to happen for a while come together. Like Arn coming out flashing the four, um, fucking Sean with his new cool kind of mohawk. It's because he Join shaved. Them. It only works because he shaved. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have looked because he went cool haircut, and I'm like, should we go back to your haircut opinion on Sammy Guevara? Because Sammy's is pretty much just as dumb. It's just not as blonde. Well, no, it's so. So Sean Spears has a mohawk. Sammy Guevara looks like the top of a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. We we all know we all know what Dylan's opinion of people who put blonde in their hair is. Yeah, it immediately <laughs> ruins you for him. Uh, it's just... real hit or miss, actually. When it's bad, it's real bad though. If it's and in the WWE know. women's division, no. <laughs> uh, let's what are you just talking quit? about I love Liv Morgan. <laughs> Speaking of WWE, let's just fucking rush through this news because we want to talk about AEW today, right? Yeah. We got Revolution coming, baby. I so, need it. Sasha Bianca is confirmed for WrestleMania, and Sasha's playing heel for some reason, although me and Blake did theorize that that's kind of just how she is. So, like, we weren't sure. I, she, I mean, is, if, she is the legit go, boss. Wait, is she playing heel in a, like, I'm the boss, fuck you manner, or in a, like, yeah. I, like, oh, so you mean her character? It just mean who she is as a person? I mean, it, it basically just is. Like, that's who she is on a, any given day. So how, how heel that is is directly proportional to who she's facing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's like how heel Dylan is, depending on who he's in the room with. So every every week he gets to get all of his heel energy out on us, so the people he actually cares about don't have to deal with it. Yep. Speaking of women's title matches, we are violently hurl- hurtling towards Charlotte v. Oscar, and um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Excuse me for one second. Fuck! <laughs> 
I think I'm hoping they bring in Ripley before that, and at least we get the triple threat, if nothing else. And then Ripley wins by pinning Charlotte. That's probably best possible timeline at this point. No, Take best, Asuka. Possible, best possible timeline is Charlotte loses and Oscar wins. That's best possible timeline. Oh, timeline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what if they Finn Balor Asuka, Io Shirai versus Asuka? Uh, no, 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 no. I uh, still I still want Asuka to beat Charlotte. I still okay. want her to get that WrestleMania win back. I want Charlotte to tap in the middle of the ring, and I want her to then never see Charlotte again. Apparently you and um, Peyton Royce's mom, because Peyton Royce's mom was talking shit about Charlotte on Twitter, and it was so good. She was like, give someone else a chance. And I was like, she's right. She's 100% right. <laughs> she's you know right, what? you know. You should give somebody else a chance. Like my Anyone. daughter. Like my fucking daughter, Billy. Because Billy's fucking doing nothing right now. You um, remember when she was the hottest thing in the women's division because she was funny as fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cesaro's babyface run looking good as ever. He swung Seth Rollins for, I'm fairly sure, an exact minute. So if you ever want to, like, measure time in the kitchen, just put on that video of him swinging Seth. And when it rings, oh, a minute's been up. You know, you know, listen, you know what else looks good? Battletoad is WWE champion. Battletoad, yeah. baby. Battletoad beats him. That was I, so I don't fucking know quick. why, for the past two weeks, everything involving Bobby Lashley and The Miz involved a timer, but it did. Last week, it was like, will Miz fight Bobby Lashley? Here's an hour-long timer to make sure you know when it's gonna happen. And then same thing this week, but with the matches. My favorite, my favorite part about that is that the Miz, for the first time ever, a champion, like a heel champion, one hundred percent took advantage of the "we're gonna leave." It wasn't a like, "Nah, screw this match, we're leaving now." It was, it was a nope, just yeah. nope, nope. <laughs> he <laughs> ran like nope that. My uh, way out of he- this. <laughs> Which uh, honestly, with the Miz at this point, it. <laughs> It's exactly what I expected. I just didn't expect it to happen so quickly. I remember last week making notes for the show and seeing a headline reading, The Miz says he d- he intends to not be a transitional champion. And I said, I'm not going to put this in the show notes because it's not true. Because <laughs> I know what's happening. And, the, and to be fair, I was sad in the moment, but I'm happy overall. Yeah. I can't wait for the Haas fight to end all Haas fights. Brock versus Bobby at Mania. I actually am look like I actually would be happy with that match. I don't know why because if you had told me a year ago, hey, next year it's going to be, I like last year whenever the Miro uh, storyline was happening. Like, hey, listen, that guy that's like fake banging Lana, he's going to have a match with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have been like, fuck, is like Viagra involved? Is like a storyline? Is Paul Heyman sold him some bad shit when he was going to fuck Lana and like now he's taking it out? (laughs) Well, not taking it out, but like taking it out on, well, not taking it out on someone either. Um, Can, Can I just say the best part of that is the people at home will hear everything you said. You cut out for me and Blake and all we heard when you came back was Lana and we were immediately caught up. We immediately <laughs> knew what you were talking about. Talking about. Yeah. I look, it, listen, I look forward to when, because I assume it's soon when Lana's contract ends, and then like, 
I don't think she'll show up. Actually, no, I want her to show up at AEW, but I want it to be with her actual voice and, like, personality. Honestly, her alongside Penelope Ford could be something very fucking fun. Like that Ziggle, ver- Zig- Ziggle version of Lana, where she wore, like, the denim and shit, but, like, more Penelope Ford-esque. I think it could be really fun. No, listen, you just have her be the female version of Mira. She just wears drip every week, fam. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> or you oh, could just... These, these you go fi- out- this $5,000 Gucci pair of sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I got this Dolce, you- Cabana, Dolce Cabana fucking, like, mini skirt or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Or... I mean, you could always alternatively just go back into the uh, the Fight Boys Collective and do something that we'd all enjoy, and that's just have her entrance be on top of a bunch of hay bales. <laughs> Numerous hay bales. In, like, <laughs> that's Daisy actually Dukes. her entrance video. <laughs> yeah. That's how um, she cheats in matches. They just throw that up, everybody's like, wait, what happened in the ring? Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> speaking of AEW, wrestling's about to get a whole lot better because NXT's possibly moving to Tuesdays. And I will be so fucking happy. We've talked about this before numerous times, but apparently it's finally, like, being confirmed so somewhat. Like, I know Meltzer said it's been a big discussion backstage at WWE to move them to Tuesdays. And if they do, I think ratings for both NXT and AEW could beat the main roster. Could beat Raw, could beat SmackDown. The only reason neither of them are making millions right now is because... It's having to be split between two shows. And even then, like, AEW's getting close still. I think that's oh, what's, yeah. I think that's what's, like, like, uh, like, pushing this forward is that they're realizing, like, okay, our attempts to try and, like, tank this show are not working. We're literally only hurting ourselves. Yeah. Although, In this- Raw does have a big card up their sleeve right now in the form of Bad Bunny. Because apparently they are starting to win in, like, the 18 to 26 demo. Thanks Bit to Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Uh, good for fuck him. It. He seems I mean, like he actually, like, enjoys it. He's, like, putting in good work. Like, good for him. Yeah, yeah he's he's trying, and that, that means so much. The, like, bit where, the bit where he outsmarted The Miz is perhaps one of my favorite things ever. Because I was like, holy shit, he used common sense to defeat a heel. <laughs> why did it take I, a rapper to do this why could no wrestler think this through yeah and i love like apparently it came out because like damian priest is a big motherfucker so you expect him to kind of just run through the roster and decimate but instead he's been having like 15 20 minute long matches that is entirely because they want Bad Bunny on television as long as possible to bring in as many members of the Hispanic community to watching Raw. That is why Damian Priest is having longer matches, is just to get more Bad Bunny on TV. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, it works. As long as, like, he cares about what he's doing, and he does. He's even been training at the Performance Center to get ready for this shit. Like, yeah. I, I applaud Bad Bunny's efforts, and I'm so... Like, I'm very happy. The last time that uh, a celebrity guest put in this much work was... Um, on AEW this week. On AEW this week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, before that, well, it was Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat Oh, McAfee. yeah, that Because that fucker jumped um, off a cage. <laughs> I do love where um, 
someone said Shaq has been training and he's going to be like the biggest celebrity debut ever. And Pat McAfee took upset, uh, like something to that. And then Cody was like, they said celebrity. <laughs> and then Pat just did this whole thing about like, it's, I like that you're considering me a wrestler and not a celebrity first, Cody. That means a lot. And I went, shit, got him there, actually. Yeah, yeah actually got like, him on that one. He He's right. He's right, uh, you know. Speaking of now, good, speaking of good promos, y'all, I forgot how good LA Knight is. I forgot how fucking good Eli Drake is on the microphone. Oh, I didn't. I Whenever he showed up, my concern wasn't like, oh, man. Like, Eli Drake, he's not that great. My entire concern was L.A. Knight is a stupid fucking name. I, I I'm sure like he'll make it work. I'm sure, like, a month from now, it'll be like Cameron Grimes, where I'm just like, this is stupid. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. Like, it's going to happen yeah. again. They they always put the dumbest names on the best people so that they can make me feel stupid forever doubting them. That's their enti- That's NXT's entire <laughs> game plan at this point. I mean, that is the definition of making chicken salad out of chicken shit. And appropriately enough, L.A. Knight did help Cameron Grimes beat Bronson Reed this week. Why does Bronson Reed have a buzz cut mullet? (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a big, big, thick boy. Thick boy Bronson Reed. With a mullet. He has a mullet. I'm going to keep saying the word mullet because of how upset (laughs) I am that he has one. I, I want them to be doing their own thing right now because I love both of them separately. But I now have the idea of an L.A. Knight Cameron Grimes tag team in my head, and it's not going away. Grimes Knight. Grime Knight Live. Grime Knight Live. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're going to talk a lot about AEW in the second segment, but for right now, I do want to say I do apologize for not even trying to get Revolution tickets, but... uh. Had to watch WandaVision at 2 a.m. in the morning, so I uh, I slept through it, but apparently... Even it's if I woke like 10 up, minutes. yeah. Even if I'd woke up on time, and then apparently two days later they opened up more tickets that immediately disappeared. Like when I logged in, it was like there's one set of four tickets for five hundred dollars a piece, and I said I'm good actually. My dude, I'm okay. that is. I mean, first of all, AEW always sold out before the pandemic. Now we have over a year of pent-up wrestling frustration that they just piled in on. It was harder to get those tickets than it is to get a graphics card nowadays, and that's saying <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, they've, they're, they've built a fucking solid show that we will get into in the second segment. But for right now, it's time to take a trip over to the corner you know and you love. Dylan's New Japan Corner. I know you're going to talk a lot about it in Heels and Baby Faces as well, but... um. John Moxley retained, which only can mean one thing, and that means that Forbidden Door has been destroyed. I can't tell you how, like, so, so I have two minds about this. One, I'm furious, because Kenta defended the briefcase for that fucking title more than people defended that actual goddamn belt. <laughs> yeah. By several defenses, and then he just, like, granted he had the best thing, where he basically just flipped off Moxley and said, fuck you, for 30 seconds. Until Moxley fucking like did the did the Death Rider, which is which is the New Japan version where he takes you vertical and then drops yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's a not safe, uh, not safe for US TV version. Yeah, don't want the kids at home doing that one. So he at least went out like a badass. Um, I'm sad about that, but at the same time, it does establish heavily that 
like John Moxley, AEW, that partnership is happening, will continue to happen. At some point, someone I really like will show up on AEW television. And like, you'll probably hear my like fangirl squealing from where you live. But. Yeah. And Sonic Boom, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. Oh, oh, did, oh, was it a bushy? Did a bushy? Oh, it was a bushy. It wouldn't be a bushy, but if, if fucking, uh, if I heard the beginning of Stardust, like, Genius on the, oh, you'd hear me. It'd be over. It'd be over. Good fucking night. I would, I would yell to Stina so loud you could hear me for, Jay White shows up, forget about it. Forget about it. I'd be like, take the title off Moxley now. Or take the title off of, uh, yeah, off Moxley. Give him the US title. Let him be on TV with that. Ah, uh, well, Dylan's dead. He, oh, he caused all of South Florida to sink. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least some good came of it. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the New Japan Cup has started. Um, the bracket for it is literally sex on paper. Um, <laughs> there's no better way to say it. Shingo Takage is facing, uh, Kazuchika Okada. That's a first round matchup. That easily could have been a pay-per-view. That's first round. We're just gonna hand that to you. We're gonna hand it to you. I forget, like, Suzuki's in, like, a match where I was just like, really? We're just gonna, we're just gonna do that first? All right, man, fucking, we must be stacked deep. And we are. And we are. Oh, uh, also, God. I don't know if you're aware of this, Scotty, but Jeff Cobb is a fucking mutant because Satoshi Kojima. Oh, I believe so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Satoshi Kojima, who's about like, what, like 6'1, 6'2, 250, did a plancha. Jeff Cobb grabbed him out of midair, proceeded <laughs> to two holding him like knee, lifting knees to the, the kidneys, and then scoop slammed him, all without putting him down. Yep. No one big should boy. be that big and strong and also able to do a standing shooting star press. No one. No one man. Especially, like, looking like a legitimate brick shithouse. That shouldn't be a combination that God put together. <laughs> they grew him in a lab in Guam. That is my, that is my entire theory. Oh, Jeff, all of these fucking names, you just keep saying them, and I'm like, Oh, now there's a chance they could be on AEW. I could see them without what having to pay was? New Japan money. You don't remember Fucking Cop- pay New Japan money, goddammit. Yeah. They deserve it. I-, I wish I had that money. No, I do remember when Cobb was on AEW. I Who just wish that had gone Cobb? somewhere. I can't remember. Was it... It wasn't Inner Circle, was it? Yeah, Someone brought they him... brought him in as a mercenary to try to take out Moxley. That's right, that's right. Um... Well, now that we're out of the New Japan corner, here's my news uh, of the week that matters. Space Jam, the new batch or whatever pictures have come out, and Lola Bunny can still get it. Anyways, patreon.com slash load of BS, the website where you can support the bullshit that we do on this show, and you get access to exclusive Blake. Please stop looking up Lola Bunny. Please. And we're just going to go down here. You open this can of worms. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, Patreon, there's tier levels. $2, $5, $10. Donate whatever you want, ladies and gentlemen. It would support the show, and it would mean the world to us. And you get access to exclusive content like Wrestling History X, where we talk about random moments through wrestling that we love more than anything in the world. Blake's got one coming up that I've told him about approximately 500 times and I've yet to hear any news on it. So, Blake, right now, live for the audience, what's your Wrestling History X going to be about? Oh, I already told you a couple weeks ago, it's going to be on a, a John Moxley retrospective. 
just in general? I'm just gonna fucking go. I mean, I just- <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give some of that New Japan money though, because he was there yeah. for like six months. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll find a way. Listen, I just I want to I want to show the man's journey from gore to glory. Jesus Christ, Blake! All right, so you have fun. You have fun editing that six part. Uh, wrestling History X guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Also, how much I- do I have to donate to be able to get back the however many minutes it was that you talked about about Lola Bunny? Is that is that $5? <laughs> Give me that time back. I said it for a second, then Blake continued by being like, let's look this up. Let's see what this is. All it's right, called a fucking bit, you yo, pieces of shit. At Lola Bunny. <laughs> We're the fight boys. How you doing? No, don't include me in this. Don't (laughs) you dare include. I'm not a part of it. I'm not a part of your. I'm not a part of your thirst guild. (laughs) Now, hold on. I'm going to actively be like, yeah, she was pretty hot. Blake is being so defensive that now I'm worried. (laughs) I I am worried because or I am angry because (laughs) I don't get to join in on the jokes without them being turned on me every single time. So there we go. Just make fun oh. of Scotty. Well, send, uh, send <laughs> make sure to donate to the Patreon and then also send uh, Lola Bunny gifts to Blake Tanner on Twitter at Blake A. Tanner. Uh, Dylan, who are we tweeting this week? No, no, you come up with it. I'm disgusted by you. Actually, yeah, you can do that too. I'm leaving. <laughs> I've got, I'm leaving. Yo, <laughs> at Shaq, what you know about that Lola Bunny? Also, where'd you disappear out of that ambulance? Where'd you disappear out of that ambulance? Not where'd you disappear to, just where'd <laughs> you disappear out of that ambulance? Man, that Alabama education's really shining through right now. I dislike the energy we have brought into the studio today. <laughs> You're the only one in the studio. Blake and I are in rooms. <laughs> Hashtag Shackwatch. Alright, boys, it's time to get into our he What Did Jericho Do This Week? It's the segment of the show that makes you hate the guy who you idolized for many years, but it's What Did Jericho Do This Week? Uh, how long did it take you to come up with that theme song? I was gonna say, need, need to workshop that. That, is, that was rough. That's as rough as an early Fozzie song. <laughs> That actually Ouch. was one of the early Fozzie really songs. They gave it to me. He uh, he he really <laughs> uh, he called it. He called it for us. We just didn't listen. So, boys, I don't know if you remember this little company called WCW that once employed a man known as the Disco Inferno. Oh, Tony Schiavone. But, no, what? <laughs> don't you hold on. Don't you dare put that on Tony Schiavone. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry, that was Sting. That was early Sting. No, you don't want to be putting what I'm about to say on these men, these heroes of wrestling that you're listing right now. You do not want to put only 245 new cases in Nevada seven weeks ago. It was 2,543. Hospitals are empty. Time to open this shit up. At which point, famed also WCW wrestler Alundra Blaze 
said, it all needs to open. Fist emoji. Fire emoji. And this segment wouldn't be called What Jericho Do This Week without good old Jericho not commenting, but retweeting and saying, Agreed! All my followers, all my fans, listen to the Disco Inferno! Uh, Things are getting better. Let's make them worse. worse. (laughs) Right. Which honestly, which is honestly the story of Disco Inferno's career. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, to be completely honest, if you, if you just read out all, like, all of those names, I'm like, no, that doesn't surprise me that they're on this open up train. They all, that all sucks. Jesus, man. (sighs) God. Um. Also, the uh, the governor of Texas uh, tweeted about uh, reopening Texas, stopping the mask mandate, and literally the next day uh, um, tweeting that it was the Biden administration's fault for letting all these immigrants with COVID in to cause the cases to spike. Uh, well, on to positive news, Luther tweeted, My favorite wrestler in AEW besides myself is Jonathan Cruz. And then Serpentico just goes, Oh. Rip Chaos Project 2020 to 2021. Leave the memories alone. Leave the memories alone. Alright, let's get into our heels and baby faces of this week. Who wants to start with some bullshit? Uh, uh, do, you, do you want, like, endearing bullshit that, like, eventually ends on a high note, or, like... Uh, let's start with Blake's, because we've already talked about the positive impact of Bad Bunny. Why don't we talk about the negative impact of the rap world on pro wrestling this week? Indeed, which is great because it comes, it all comes back to Bad Bunny in the end on a positive note. Um, <laughs> so, uh, do y'all remember Soldier Boy? Because I bet you didn't know that he was a real person and that was a real song because it was a one hit wonder and he stopped being relevant after that. So, anyway, Soldier Boy tweeted out, just some shit about wrestling being fake and how wrestling was fake. And we all know how this story goes. Somebody comes out, says wrestling yeah. is fake. Wrestlers come out and say, no, actually, fuck you. Why is it wrestling when literally every TV show is fake by your definition of fake? Our, the shit we do to our bodies isn't fake. That we put in our lives on the line ain't fake. What Rand- the fuck? I did not expect to wake up to a feud between Randall Keith Orton and the Soldier Boy. I did not ex- expect that to be how I started my morning. Fake, as Randy Orton said, dare this prick to step up. He don't like movies? Consider us actors that do stunts without pads 200 days a year and don't bitch when we get surgically repaired and come right back. Consider <laughs> us 100 times tougher than anyone you've ac- come across. Ain't nothing but a bitch ass. I love when Randy goes hood. I <laughs> love it more than anything in the world when Randall, the 44-year-old white Caucasian father of two, just gets to go hood on Twitter for a few. Oh, by the way, uh, Soldier Boy's original, or original tweet was rap game faker than WWE. So calling WWE out specifically, uh, to which T-Bar also responded, <laughs> of all... <laughs> My boy! My boy, T-Bar! Does the rap game take years off your life and leave you with countless injuries and debilitating pain? 
oh well, maybe just stick to super soaking hose or whatever it is you did 15 years ago. <laughs> oh my god. Um, also, as our final follow-up to the uh, the complete destruction via Orton. <laughs> P.S. I want you to I want you to know that super soaking hose is not going to be an inside joke I bring up. <laughs> <laughs> super, super soak that hoe. Um, P.S. At San Benito would beat the fuck out of you. Why? Yep. How? Because he's seen our world, respects it, and knows what it takes to find himself lucky to be part of it. You want to talk fake? Pawn that cheap-ass chain and come work for it, you one-hit wonder-ass motherfucker. Um, Soldier Boy, I've got a message for you! You! I, this just, I mean, it just shows, (laughs) it just shows the dichotomy between someone like Bad Bunny or Soldier Boy. I mean, seriously, the fact that Bad Bunny comes in and he can kick fucking ass now, and he loves it, and he loves wrestling, and he's willing to put the work in to endear himself to all of uh, WWE's fans and wrestling fans at large, that's just a huge mark of respect. What you know, it's just one of those sad things, because Soldier Boy used to be cool, but then he started selling those game consoles, man, and he got rich and it changed him. The money changed him from the Soldier consoles, man. Alright, let's get into my heel, because it's not it's not a big one. Like, I'm not going to rant about it because, like, it, it honestly, I can kind of understand it. But AEW has a great show. It just feels like the show is out of order sometimes. Because, like, when I reviewed the show weekly, I would see, like, Thunder Rosa versus someone in an NWA title match. Fourth match on the card, main event, a nothing tag match between, like, Team Taz, Cody, and Darby. Or you would see a a TNT title match very far down on the card. And then, like, main event would be a nothing tag match. And then this week, where you had a qualifying match for the ladder match, you had um, the finals of this massive, honestly, one of the best tournaments they've ever had, the women's tournament. You had slapped. Oh, hell yeah. You had Cody versus Shaq, which you have built up for literal months. And yet the main event was Hardy and Quinn versus Silver and Hangman, which is a great match. But coming from the perspective of like, this is your go home show. The only real benefit it added was the fact that it allowed everyone in the tag team battle royal to come out at the end and have like a big brawl. Which I'm not a big fan of in wrestling, but I do understand from, like, a layman's standpoint, they could look at it and say, There's a bunch of guys fighting and more fighting happens Sunday? Let's go! But, like, for me, it just felt, it's not a bad show, it's just an out-of-order show, and it's been a problem for a while. Do you think, because I kind of got a theory on this, and I, I have nothing to back it up because I, I I'm may not have a- the exact same theory, but keep going. Okay. Well, I, I I don't I don't do the demos. I don't really like go into the ratings or check anything out. But I'm wondering if they are seeing the ratings when the ratings tend to spike um, on a normal show, and if they're saying we need to get our higher profile matches in time slots where ratings are generally higher because yeah. at this point in time, 
Main events don't necessarily mean the same thing they do if you are concerned about ratings or if you're concerned about how many people are watching at this moment live. Yeah. So if you specify, uh, like, okay, this is going to be our big match of the night that we want a lot of people to see, and this is the time slot where most people tune in. Or even, like, starting the show. Like, starting the show Shaq Cody brings because everyone's excited for that they're excited to see Shaq start the show with that and then see Shaq get put through two tables and do a Brody Lee tribute and powerbomb Cody and then everyone sticks with it my other theory is the fact that NXT usually has good main events so don't put your good shit against the good main events uh, was that not a was that not a thing? like I didn't know I needed to see Shaq powerbomb Cody Rhodes until it happened and I was just like ah that that hit something deep inside I didn't know I needed I mean it's, I also it's didn't the- know I needed to see Shaq go through two tables but that was fucking amazing <laughs> also finish of that match the way it should have happened Velvet oh, yeah v- fucking Red Velvet is five two and Jade Cargill is built like a like a f- fucking bodybuilder she is the fact that she fucking like like one arm like muscle pose that she pinned like legit oh it's gonna be great she's a future champion it's gonna be amazing if she trains well those oh, matches yeah. against like rose and she uh yes and scotty i think your i think your uh theory has some legs too because yeah i didn't even think about nxt's main events and the fact that they put so much into those um like i know we talk shit on roderick strong but they were like finn balor versus roderick strong yeah i'll watch that I'll fucking watch that all fucking day. But if you put good shit consistently throughout the show on AEW, it means if you're like me and flip between the shows, people are going to be there more often for the good shit on AEW because it's dispersed throughout the show. Right. Uh, I wonder if this will change um, should NXT move to Tuesdays or if AEW will keep experimenting with this because they they always seem to be experimental with things like this. Yeah. So. We might see the end of a traditional wrestling weekly show as we know it, and it yeah. might just still have this strange schedule that's God, weird Tony, to us. Tony Khan, Tony Khan, talk to me. Let me t- <laughs> talk to me, Tony, please. To- Tony, 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 listen. Gato and I have a system, but <laughs> I can get I can get a quarter for you. I'll put a T on it and everything. <laughs> Alright, let, speaking of Gato, I think it's now time we move on to Dylan's heel, which I, yeah, I know what happened, but even then it feels weird to say this is Dylan's heel. Yeah, okay, so, and I've come around to it because of one commentator, which, like, I needed time. Uh, New Japan Pro Re- okay, so, hold on, there's a timeline to this. Last Wrestle Kingdom... The IWGP Intercontinental and IWGP Heavyweight Championships became the double champion. Basically, Naito Wani held both belts. That went on for Evil, who won it from Naito. Naito, who won it back. Naito lost it to Ibushi. Ibushi defended it against Jay White. Uh, And then Naito said he'd wanted just the Intercontinental Championship back because he didn't want it to go away which was a great storyline thing because he originally hated the Intercontinental Championship. He's the reason why they had to get a new one because he literally broke the fucking faceplate. Yeah. Uh, He lost that match. The consequence of that match being there, now unifying the IWGP 
heavyweight and IWGP Intercontinental Championships into the, uh, I think it's the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship or the New Japan World Heavyweight Championship. I forget what the name is. Yeah, um, I think it's IWGP World Heavyweight, Heavyweight Championship, Championship is what yeah. they're going with. Uh, yeah. My anger at that was the fact that the Intercontinental Championship literally main evented a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Over Okada versus Naito. <laughs> That match, this is granted, this is back before, like, you know, Destino, Naito, but still, like, that happened. That was a thing. Like, Kenny Omega held that, like, so many great people, and they were like, nah, we're just, we're doing away with it. And, like, the internet was pissed. And I was pissed. I was angry. <laughs> it actually made me sad inside that this was happening. Like, I felt actual despair over a fucking title lineage for a Japanese wrestling company, which is now I've re- how I've realized I've reached a very sad point in my life. Um, <laughs> that's what gets to me anymore. But uh, during the uh, match, that was actually my baby face of the week, uh, as Ibushi was walking towards the ring, Chris Charlton, who is an announcer for the English version of New Japan Pro Wrestling, who is a very good historical mind, a very great commentator, talked about how the uh, in New Japan, New Japan didn't even start with a belt for years, for like an, over a decade. And then in 1989, the New Japan, I think 88, the heavyweight champ, 87 maybe, the heavyweight champion or the IWGP championship started being defended. And about a decade ago, they made the Intercontinental Championship, first originally won by MVP. Go look that match up. That's a real thing. Uh, it was created because they wanted to make a foray into America, so they needed a like a multi-continental belt. Like, they w- were trying to expand. But now, uh, like, it evolved. And so now the evolution is that they no longer need an intercontinental belt. They no longer need a heavyweight, or they no longer need a heavyweight championship because they're not trying to go anywhere anymore. They're not trying to bring in international talent. They are the talent. They are a world power organization, which is completely true. So like yeah. every other world power organization, they need, they have a world championship now. And the, the lineage of these belts will never be lost because they're going to be talked about by wrestling fans for forever. And I was like, I hate you because everything you said is true and mildly <laughs> invalidates my anger. And I don't like that. <laughs> And honestly, I also haven't seen the new belt yet. So if the new yeah. belt is ugly, I'll be furious all over again. But I know it won't be because it's New Japan and their belts are fucking like gorgeous. Yeah. And plus on- the the, uh, the IC Championship uh, for New Japan only changed hands outside of Japan three times. Yeah. And honestly, like that's such a beautiful, almost Shakespearean tragedy. Of Naito working his whole career, like I hate this belt. I don't want this belt. Wanting to destroy this belt, and ultimately, that belt, is, that belt is the reason how he booked his ticket into finally winning the heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah. then he tries to save that belt, and he can't. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is a drama. It is beautiful drama. The fact that he is people, the one people, who destroyed the title by losing. Be- people people shit on Gato's booking like since the pandemic and stuff but like there's been good parts I also don't blame him because there was a fucking pandemic and like he was in yeah. Japan well why don't we move on out. to our yeah. baby faces uh, Dylan so, just keep hi, going I'm back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the match that Ibushi was walking uh, walking towards is the uh, 
the yearly anniversary show of New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I believe we're on year 42, I believe. I think it's 49. Is it 49? No. Yeah. No, because New Japan hasn't been around since 71. Uh, I'll look it up while you talk. Okay, cool. Uh, maybe. My my history's off. I, I had a drink. It was uh, every year, barring a few exceptions, well, for uh, several years it wasn't, but recently they brought back that the match for the anniversary show is the IWGP Heavyweight Champion versus the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Uh, which a couple of times has been really great. A lot of a few times it was uh, Will Ospreay put on good matches. Everybody was really excited because Hiromu Takahashi held the junior belt and everybody wanted to see him against Ibushi. However, uh, Hiromu separated his pectoral muscle, I believe. Or yep, left pack. Yep, left pack. Also, it was forty ninth, by the way. Okay, good job. Uh, I look forward to the fiftieth next year when COVID is hopefully a far memory, but. It uh, everybody was really bummed. However, they held a triple threat match to establish the new champion between uh, Hiromu's tag team partner Bushi, um, the guy uh, who had pinned him in the tag match, El Fantasmo, and the man who he faced at the end of the Best of the Super Juniors, El Desperado. Um, the irony of that match being that match was between two heels and a tweener. Yeah. <laughs> Two of which have the name L yeah. in the beginning. But uh, the match was won uh, by people, by a man who originally wasn't supposed to be on this next tour. Like, he wasn't going to be on the New Japan Cup tour. He had barely been on that last tour, El Desperado. And the storyline being that he had been in the company for seven years and had, to that point, not even really had a, a junior heavyweight title shot. And now had the chance to, like, you know, win it. And he did. And I was really happy because he was a double champion, double junior champion. Looks sick. Then he goes and he fights Kota Ibushi uh, this morning, our time, and puts on a fucking banger. The last three minutes of that match alone are fucking amazing. As he gives Kota Ibushi all he can handle. And at one point, like, you know he's not gonna win. Because for some yeah. reason it was for the championships. And I was like, if they give if they give El Desperado four belts, I'll fucking lose my goddamn mind. <laughs> Are you insane? You knew he was never going to win because the junior never wins that match. But like at one point he had a stretch muffler on where he was also holding both of Kota Bushi's arms. And like just it had a dead vicious. center of the ring. Yeah, it was vicious. And you were just like, motherfucker, if I didn't know how this was going to end, you'd really have me right now. <laughs> He kicked out of a snap Kamagoye, which, like, hardly anybody's done. Like, they made him, they, they made Despy look strong. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the as, ending to that match, I mean, you, you linked it earlier today, and it was fucking brutal. Yeah, and uh, I've I always tangentially been a fan of El Desperado just because of his gimmick, and also the fact that he, like, can do the splits and regularly does that as an entrance. It's almost like a Molina-esque entrance where you're just like, you don't need to be that flexible. You, re you don't. As a dude, <laughs> <It's fun>. <laughs> <laughs> but I've always, I've always been. It's always been this thing of like, uh, he and Kanemaru would always cheat. That's how they would end the matches. So I was, I was like, oh, you don't need to. You guys are good wrestlers. Uh, yeah, yeah. And to see him where Suzuki Goon was on the outside of the ring, purely for support. I can't emphasize to you how backwards that it's is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is a faction that has cheated almost every match I've ever seen them in, with the exception of Minoru Suzuki's, because they don't need to, because he murders people for a living. 
<laughs> and they were just there cheering him on because of the, the like this is the mo- they've become tweeners suzuki gun or tweeners this is how fucked up the world is they've been heels for a decade <laughs> literally a decade <laughs> they invaded pro wrestling noah like there's this I oh the world is backwards yet i am so happy with the developments uh, I'm looking forward to the evolution of New Japan Pro Wrestling and their evolving relationship with uh, All Elite Wrestling. I'm also really excited because the women's title match between Rio and Shida is really cool. That whole tournament was full of good matches. and like, Oh, yeah. Look at all of it and just be like, holy shit, there's a lot of good women's wrestling out there. And you don't realize that as much because, you know, AEW's been struggling, but you now see why Kenny Omega was so sad when he couldn't bring the Joshi wrestlers over, because holy fuck, they're good. Yeah. Well, speaking of the world seeming backwards, that's how I felt tuning into NXT this week, because this was the week, of course, where Raquel and um, Dakota got to fight for the women's titles against, um, against fucking... Shayna and Bad Woman. And I remember being like, okay, we get NXT Shayna, at least for a night. Fuck yes. And I tuned in. And the thing that struck me wasn't getting NXT Shayna. It was seeing Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez as baby faces and as good baby faces. Like the end of the match is literally. Um, Raquel tags herself in, goes to the outside, and then just kind of her and Nia yeet each other over a table. Uh, Shayna grabs Dakota in the, um, Kirifuda clutch, and Dakota taps, but she's not the legal woman, but a raw referee comes out and says, okay, it's over, it's over, even though it wasn't the legal woman. And afterwards, there was such a moment of, like, Oh, fuck. And you see Dakota and Raquel looking out, and you see this look in their face that just screams pure baby face, like, chasing the title. And I went, oh, this could be a thing. This could be, and I'm mad because apparently at Fastlane, they're just giving Sasha and Bianca another shot because the Riot Squad doesn't exist in WWE bookings, I guess. But for me, I was like, it it needs to be Raquel and Dakota. It went from, oh, this is just something to push Dakota for facing EO into this is a solid tag team, and I would love to see them as our tag team champions. I'd love to see that belt on NXT. But um, later, apparently, Regal got interviewed after getting into a very big argument with Adam Pearce and saying, next week I'm going to announce something that will change the landscape of NXT forever and i really hope it's him just saying we are not affiliated with the main roster anymore (laughs) we will not be doing any of your pay-per-views we will not be letting any of your talent come down here we are our own thing go fuck yourself that is if myself and my partner will beat can beat triple h and vince mcmahon in a war games match. <laughs> no, it'd be Triple H and Adam Pierce in war games. I just like the bit where uh, Cameron Grimes tried to buy off William Regal and he couldn't, and at the end of it, he cursed Ted DiBiase. <laughs> yeah, damn you, Ted DiBiase! It Cameron, didn't work, Ted. I 
I have to bring up Cameron Grimes every week because it's it's literally the greatest gimmick going. I can't. It's so good, honestly. NXT a couple of weeks back, I talked I talked some shit saying like their stories are dumb, but the wrestling is great. And in those weeks, they have proven me wrong because they've got the great shit going with the way who had like a full on therapy. <laughs> We're going to session. Chuck E. Cheese, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the way you That's got how we can console Austin you got Theory. We take him to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. You've got the breakup of the Undisputed Era. NXT is on another level lately. Like, I, I think NXT may get to a point where they can fully rival AEW because their stories are starting to get really fucking hot. If, if right. they had their own sh- if they had their own fucking night where they didn't yeah. have to compete with AEW, then yeah, they could. Um but Anyway, moving on. My babyface is just very simple. He makes me very happy, and he's probably going to be retired by the end of this month. Um, <laughs> and that is Tony Khan. Because, uh, once again, I mean, we've already said a lot of great things about Tony Khan tonight. Um, but specifically, uh, this one situation that happened over last week and involving somebody that we promised we'd never talk about again. But they have a mustache and they suck. We will not say the name, but it's a mustachioed suck man. Oh, I, I already said it. Are you going to bleep it out? I will bleep his <laughs> name. I will bleep this motherfucker's name. <laughs> so anyway, um, there was a, going to be a, a wrestling event. And Scotty, fill me in on the details because I'm a little bit spotty on all of them. But um, So it was going to be an event held by uh, Wim- Wrestling for Women's Charity was the name of the event. And uh, Oh, pan- by the way, the account has been deleted. The account that. has been deleted. And apparently if you went to buy tickets, it said it was not only run by them, but also by Bar Wrestling. Which happened to be owned by a certain mustachioed fuck man. Beep! Uh, yeah, yeah, that man. And, uh, yeah, apparently he he was on the poster. It caused everyone on Twitter. Because, like, he's very small on it. It took me a while to find him. Um, <laughs> like, where's yeah, Waldo? But yeah. Except where's Shithead? But he he was involved in it, and apparently the charity that they were doing it for also seemed sketchy. From what I've read, like, apparently there was a lot of weird shit behind the scenes with them as well. Uh, yeah, and so, uh, Tony's response to that was, If Batman is there, my people won't be there. I'll gladly donate to the charity, though, and to which he later said, Wait, if he's behind this, is he? Then is this charity even legit? Hold up. <laughs> yeah. At which point, a fan of the show and person who hung out with us at Dragon Con a couple of years back, Paul E. Cheese, as he's known on Twitter, sent Tony, like, just a shit ton of info about how sketchy this charity was. I'm gonna try to pull that up while you, uh, while you keep going. Okay, I mean, there's not really much left to say, um, in regards to, uh, good old Tony Khan, old TK, as it were, but the fact that he, uh... That he continues to just keep a level head and keep above board and not be a carny in this carny-ass industry yeah. makes him just a, a, a magnitude above most other people who have ever run a wrestling company before I- at any point in the United States. Uh, and so to I'm delete their account, and to delete their account afterwards, after posting... We apologize for riling everyone up. It's clear we're in all over our heads. 
I love how they don't talk about Batman in this, by the way. We'll say that everybody booked was fully aware of all details, including going through AEW's third-party booking system for talent. Rather than put talent in a tough situation, we've canceled the show. <laughs> and apparently some... Uh, I, I'm taking this one with a grain of thought, cause it, or a grain of salt, because it just seems too sketch. Uh, but apparently someone was like, yeah, Batman knew this was going to happen, and that's why he put himself on the poster. Because then, he can say all of his detractors didn't just cost him money, but also cost a charity money. So now he gets to seem like the real bad, but a real good guy in this situation. To which I hope th that Tony Khan's just like, I'm gonna find a real charity. I, you know what? I'm gonna make my own charity with Blackjack yeah. and Hookers. Uh, apparently, the person who owns the charity they were donating to, uh, Paul said, do not give your money to her. Meyer, who owns several homes and travels in a private jet, has been criticized by some for living an excessive lifestyle. She responded that she doesn't have to defend her blessed spending habits because there's no need for us to apologize for being blessed. You can be a businessman here in St. Louis, and people think the more you have, the more wonderful it is. But if you're a preacher, then all of a sudden it becomes a problem. Yes, because what you preach preaches giving out, giving to the world, and helping people. Jesus Christ. So, to sum it all up, Tony Good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, fuck, the, fuck this whole situation, though. And Tony's so good that he's putting on one hell of a show this Sunday, AEW Revolution, and it's time to make some predictions for it. I'm gonna run through the ones that we agree on. Uh, Bucks versus Inner Circle. We've all got the Bucks, because it would be very sad for M Jericho to hold gold again. Uh, Sheeta versus Ryo Mizunami. Although Ryo has been impressive, we all have Sheeta. Paige versus Hardy. We've all got Paige. And can I just add on top of that, at the end of that match, Paige will be doing the Dark Order hand symbol. I think this is when Paige finally joins the Dark Order. Oh, God. Oh, yep. ooh, uh, ooh. Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. We've all got Kenny Omega. And then we disagree on the rest of the show, most of them because we are kind of forced to. But before that, let's get into Team Taz versus Sting and Darby Allen. Me and Dylan have Sting. Blake taking the Taz option, which I'm not going to lie was very much in the front of my mind. It was because, like, it, I, I don't see a benefit in letting them win, but I also don't see them letting Sting lose in his first match, a la WWE. I, I understand that, but there is, there is always going to be the fact that Sting loses. <laughs> there, there, there is, that is never going to leave the back of my mind. And if anything, I, I think this would be a great way to, like, have, uh, have Sting be in a match, have him come back and start working, and then get into a situation where, uh, Darby's gonna have to save him. That cost him the match, because Sting is, he's still getting up there, so he's gonna show his age more than, um, anyone on Team Taz. So, yeah. I, I, I think that that would be a good way to book this match. To make them look like credible baby faces, but still give the heels a win, because I feel like we need some heel wins in this one. My only thing with it is the fact that 
he Darby's already fought Cage. He's already fought um Ricky Starks. I don't see who the next viable contender would be if they lose coming out of Team Taz. That's my only Plus, issue is with a, them winning. This is a great uh, then, way to uh, finally end that rivalry that's been going for five months at this point. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it has been going for a long time, so maybe it's time to blow it Plus, off. Plus, it's Sting! It's right. Sting! Uh, on the buy-in, we've got Riho and Rosa versus Rebel and Britt Baker. Me and Blake have Britt, because I feel like Britt's r- rushing towards a title victory. It's just a matter of when more than anything else, and I think this is where it's going to be. And to have her overcome... A former women's cha- two former women's champion, one AEW and one NWA, with while carrying the backpack that is known as Rebel to a victory, <laughs> I think would be a big feather in her cap. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I feel you on that one. I just think that um, I'm going with the Dylan option. Um, that he he <laughs> uh, the Dylan gamble from the uh, the tournament, and just like uh, I feel like they're gonna give it to Brit because she's going to eke out a win somewhere at some point. Basically, most of the times that I uh, have gone against the grain on this one are just like, I think this is when they're going to give the heel the win. Yeah. Dylan, your thoughts? Rosa! (laughs) (laughs) A good argument. A good argument, I'll say. Also because, like, it's too... Like, Riho already literally just lost in the tournament. I refuse to believe that. Like, oh, also in your first pay-per-view match, we're yeah, going to have you lose. Because, um, like, th- Rebel can get the shit kicked out of her and lose. And Brit can still come back and be like, yeah, that was my fucking worthless assistant. Let me yeah. proceed to beat, probably even beat, like, probably beat somebody on TV and just be like, haha. Like, you can save face in a tag match. If it was one-on-one... Absolutely, I'd take Brit. But the fact that they included Reba, who is literally at the bottom of all of the tiers of the wrestlers. Yeah. Like, no, there's no way. No way. All I right. Will, I, there's no way I'll willingly take it. Also, because I hate Britt Baker. <laughs> she she failed uh, me in the tournament. I hate her even more now. <laughs> uh, you, you make some good points. You Congrats know? on those two points, by the way, Blake. Congrats on them. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Two yeah. Points I, I, I did not agree entire. with. I did not. I would like for the record stated, I did not agree with how these points were determined. <laughs> I completely missed that conversation, but I'm okay with Basically, it. Basically, so you remember at the beginning when you and I were talking, it was like, yeah, would you like one point for each of the bracket winners and then one point if you get the overall winner? And you and me were both like, yeah. Scotty decided to make up his whole other set of rules, well, not tell Wait a minute, Blake still won the quarterfinal bracket. And the semi-final bracket. Right, right. No, so, no, no. We said one for each regional winner and one for the final. Oh, we for got those, all of them wrong. Those brackets. Okay, yes. I thought you meant like quarterfinals into no. semifinals. N- no, because that's too many points. At that point, if you got it all right, you'd get more points than if you guessed the G1 right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was going to do was one point for everyone for the quarterfinal, one point for semi, one point for final, and then two points if you correctly guessed who wins the whole thing. Right, so you would get three more... No, you would get three more points than if you had guessed the entire G1 right. No, you, G1's five points. It would have been yeah, the exact same said, as the G1. You said one, one for a quarter, one for that. I'm sorry, it would have been exactly the same. Yeah, but it also would have been dispersed differently because of the fact that no, it no, affects no, their quarters. If you, if you had guessed 
the finals and stuff, as you probably guessed the other ones right, too. All right, now, hold on. Now I remember. Then, now I you know remember what? why. No, 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 whatever. It's done now. I'm, I'm tired of it. Moving forward. Now I remember why I wasn't part of this conversation. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm now evaluating the brackets to see if Blake has earned these points. Blake has earned the points. He correctly guessed both sides of the bracket more than we have. Right. No, my, my argument was that it was supposed to be based on picking the winner, not picking the most winners up. Okay. Anyway, I mean, if I, I mean, I I don't I don't want to cause. Any no, I am uncomfortable so, with the <laughs> energy we have brought in the studio once again. Best friend for the last versus- time. You're the only one in the studio. Blake and I are just in rooms. <laughs> uh, all right, here. How about how about no. we make a compromise? Blake, be quiet. You take the points. <laughs> I just want to give Scotty a hard time. Yeah. I <laughs> no, still you- love you. No, you take the money. You take the money. All right, uh, Miro and Sabian versus the best friends. I am the only one who disagreed, and the only reason is just because I was like, okay, there's two grudge matches. Team Taz versus Sting Crew and Miro Sabian versus best friends. I think Sabian gets the hell beat out of him, but Miro comes in and decimates. Because that's basically, I don't think I've seen Miro look weak ever in in the ring. And that's one of the reasons. And then also I was like, a heel's going to win one of them. Oh, no, I, you're, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. But I will never choose against the best friends. This is a documented <laughs> uh, fact. A- actually, yeah, I would have to say, bah, whoop the bah, whoop the bah, whoop the fuck you. Yeah. Um, but also, um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, but it's funny because I had the exact opposite logic for the Taz, Team Taz Stinger match. So this one followed with my opposite logic that best friends would win, like would eke out the win on this one. Yeah. So we had the same logic just in reverse. All right. Now we move on to the six man ladder match: Scorpio Sky versus Cody versus Platinum Max Caster versus fucking uh, uh, Pentagon versus shit. Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten. And then TBA. Those are, I've said the three that matter, and the winner gets a future TNT title shot. Uh, B- Dylan. TBA. TBA. It worked so well for me last time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, this is, uh, this is the first time in months that I wasn't, didn't get first choice in a multi-person match, and it kind of threw me for a second. I was like, wait, why did Dylan get to? Oh, <laughs> oh! The tournament it really, bullshit. It would have been really weird if we were tied because, like, at that point, I think we have to rock paper scissors. Ah, uh, yeah. Scotty yeah. would have to clip flip a coin for us. Now, uh, Dylan, do you have any early predictions on who TBA may be? Speedball Mike Bailey. That's fucking good, actually. Holy shit! Holy shit. All right, just His cranked in there is- with a good prediction. Damn. His travel bans up right now, so fuck yeah, uh, Blake. Your prediction? Uh, Penta baby, gotta Penta- gotta make P- Penta look strong. Penta looks strong. Uh, I got Scorpio Sky. He was on commentary for the uh, Max Caster versus Ten match, and he was healing it up, and it was some good ass shit. And it just made me go, okay, I wouldn't mind seeing this Scorpio. Like honestly. I wouldn't mind my old four horsemen of FTR, um, Sean Spears, and Cody. Replace Cody with Scorpio. 
that might be some good shit. That may be good because Scorpio could be like the Ric Flair of it. How uh, how was how was Max's uh diss of ten as he walked to the ring? Was it? Yeah, it, it wasn't the best. Like he's he's definitely done better. The best part of it was at the end when he said he was going after negative one and saying he was going to beat the shit out of the child, and negative one just started rushing him, and ten had to hold him back before negative one took down Max. It's like, no, no, child, not today. By yep. the way, Max Caster, we- re- deceptively strong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we've got the tag team battle royale. <laughs> Dylan with the best pick. Dylan with the true pick. Oh yeah, I know it's going to be Blake's, but I 100% am behind Silver and Reynolds because the thing that gave me like the most excitement was like, holy shit! Can you imagine Silver and Reynolds versus the Young Bucks? <laughs> That's oh. the entire reason I picked it. How has that not happened at PWG yet? Uh, cause the DD, DDT3? DDT4. Yeah, the DDT4, um, the Bucks weren't in the one that the Beaver Boys were in. I keep forgetting that their names, they've been in a lot of, like, triple, triple threat, like, fatal four-way matches together, but that's it. Yeah, no, I, I love that, but, uh, Blake definitely has the correct answer. T-B-A! Um, no, don't even- Hold on, I'm gonna go into the sheet and just say Good Brothers, cause we all know it's the Good Brothers. It's the Good Brothers. I mean, God damn it, it's- it's obvious, but fuck you. It's- goddamn right. It's the Good Brothers, 110%. Hey buddy! We're coming down to the AU! Wait, even better, it's Sex Ferguson and fucking Chad Too Bad. It's those two. <laughs> I wish I could do the Chad Too Bad. <laughs> We're coming for you, Bucks! <laughs> I still, I, I fucking love the uh, episode of WWE Ride Along where they've got the cardboard cutouts of AJ and Finn in the back. <laughs> Uh, then I had Death Triangle, because Dylan bullied me into it. And honestly, there was nothing- it, How in a match with, like, 20 teams are there no options? Like, it was- I was like, okay, it's not them, it's not them, it's not them. Bear cr- Country would be fun, but it's not them. I don't like Bear Country. Really? I don't know why. There's something- like, they had a match on Dark, and I got, like, like two minutes in, and I was I'm skipping this. Oh, wow. Um, now I- this one probably won't count. But, the Ding Dang Big Show, who is coming after us, Blake, because his new terrible merch says no more BS. He did say there will be a massive signing of a Hall of Fame-worthy talent for AEW this Sunday. Would we like to try and predict who that talent is going to be? Look in my eyes. What do you see? Uh, I will cry openly. And the next week's <laughs> That's episode great. will be me weeping. If I, if I, I get this right, I want a point. <laughs> I, yeah, hold on. We'll, we'll pop that in. CM Punk. Yeah, because I, I have no idea who it could be. Like, I'm just... um. Although I will say that Punk did tweet out Maybe AEW should focus on the guys that they have instead of anybody new. 
Oh, and he also said, it's 100% not me. Me. So, but even then, I'm like, he could be telling, because he's not like Jericho, where he makes it too obvious. Like, he could be truth, or it could be lie. Um, The other two big names I've seen on the table, one, I think, is still signed to WWE, and it's Christian. But yes. holy shit, Christian. I, was, I mean, I'd love that. Or um, alternately, they are all elite. It's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle. Ooh, Kurt Angle would be a good one. Um, I saw people throwing around Batista, but he threw that. He knocked that one out real quick. Oh, Batista quick. was full on like, hey, guys, maybe for once when a pro wrestler says they're retired, they mean it. <laughs> I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm good. I don't need your money. <laughs> Oh. Nope, it's John the big signee, John Cena. <laughs> it's gonna be good old John. Brapadoo! <laughs> he still has his WWE theme, which, by the way, I don't think I've... I don't think AEW's had a downgrade, per se, when it comes to WWE versus AEW themes, until Big Show came out to some Skrillex X fucking dubstep bullshit. You know that they'll fix it. They fix everybody's music that sucks. Yeah. This Sunday he comes out, Well, it's Paul White! It's a Paul, Paul White tonight! It's Big Paul! It's, it's just, Big Paul's coming to the show! It's just Tony Khan screaming, It's Big Paul! <laughs> oh, God. I'm putting I, in- I'm putting in Kurt for my prediction. Actually, no, no, no. Because I don't see anywhere to put Kurt. I'm putting Christian. No, I want Christian. I'm... I'm a... Actually, he does get to pick before you. Yeah, I'll give you Christian and I'll take Kurt. Christian! Christian! No, I, wait, I they did say... Really... Oh, they did say Hall of Fame worthy talent. I'm gonna look up AEW Rumors big signing and see what the rumor mill is saying. If anyone's saying anything outside of those. Yeah, outside of the ones that we talked about, I found an article that mentioned um, two, of the, two of the big ones. Uh, Thea Trinidad, of course, Zelina Vega. Ooh. And um, oh. Ethan Page. Now, <laughs> yeah, hold on. Now, wait, I'd love if the big show got real fucking hyped up for Ethan Page. Karate Man's coming. Karate Man's Karate here. Man's coming. Um, now on the, uh, on the other side of the table, as it were, um, people were throwing Renee's name around, and also Mara Ranallo, which would just make me happy. I- But I don't know if that's their Hall of Fame-worthy, like, level kind of signing. Uh, yeah, this one's just ruling out people the whole time. Dylan, has Jay White officially signed with New Japan yet? Yeah. Shit. Still saying Jay White. That, no. that was a that was a that was just a that was just a storyline. No, it could be Big Show's brother, Jay White. W I G H T. Okay, I'm gonna uh, leave now. Fuck it, I'm putting Kurt. I'll just do Kurt. It doesn't matter. Alright, what'd you boys learn this week? Oh god. I learned to never go down the rabbit hole in this fucking podcast. I've learned that I've got to be in charge if I want this podcast to not be two fucking hours. I've learned oh, that Blake just made the greatest joke 
in the history of this podcast, and I don't think he knows he did it. No, no, I do. I know 100% what I did. <laughs> Going down that bunny hole. I the see. Bunny I hole. understand. Yeah, the bunny hole. Also, fun fact that I found while searching um, that for that Tony Khan tweet, uh, not only is Lola Bunny, tw- bunny twinning, but so is Jessica Rabbit for some reason. <laughs> so it's, it, it's bun night tonight. Bun boys. All right, bun where can people boys. find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at The Dark Room on Video. You can... The Dark Room on Vidya is what I said. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can also find me on um, uh, YouTube that it will soon be rebranded as the Future Best, Best Friends channel, where uh, my friend and I, were, uh, Hagen, we're doing uh, our Fallout 3 retrospective, and we are working on another project, a, uh, a podcast that we'll be uploading to YouTube, hopefully sometime soon. Now, are you guys just holding that channel until Trent and Chuck can take it over? It's the future best friends? Like, eventually this will be the best friends YouTube channel? No, no, they're, they are the current best friends. We're going to be, we're going to be like Batman Beyond to them. <laughs> best friends 2000. And you can find me at the bunny hole on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And you can check out all the other podcasts from fun fiction to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic at a load of purebs.com. And make sure to follow me on Twitter because there is another project coming up that I'm super excited to talk to you guys about. Oh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Um, go check out Megaran. Go give him your support. He's doing a lot of great stuff out there. Um, did you? I, I saw that he posted something. Um, recently. oh, he opened AEW it? this week. The yes. beginning oh, of AEW was Megaran's voice. <laughs> I didn't even notice that shit. I've also realized I can't end my bit without saying a load of purebs.com or else it breaks Blake Tanner and he forgets the next thing he has to say. Uh, no, I, I just noticed that, uh, I have, uh, that my, my Twitter messages just popped up, and I'm like, how long ago, when did I get these messages? Oh my when, god. When did Jim send me this message? <laughs> and as always, you can find us at a loadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Shack. Because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!